You're listening to the 411 on Mousecapades Radio. It's my station. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Matt, and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 798, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Matt, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So, I don't know if everybody's as excited about getting their picture taken at Disney World as I am, but one of my favorite things is that using the photo pass you get everybody in the picture and there's always one person in the family that gets left out of their family pictures if you don't use this program or you have a lot of selfies which we did do a lot of this last time joey said have the cast member use your phone i do that all the time matt's shaking his head no all the time i do <laughs> I don't ever do that. I, I, I'm, I'm the grumpy one. It's like, let's take our photo, and I'm gruffing. But uh, I have no shame in my game. I ask anybody and everybody. I hand them my phone, and I say, "Do you mind taking a picture?" They can't tell you no. Actually, I just cast member. <laughs> That's funny. But anyways, I'm a long, long time scrapbooker, and I love creating my Disney scrapbooks. They're my favorite now. Um, obviously, that's the ones that I spend most time on. I don't know that I've done a family one, sadly, for four years. A family outside of Disney, which is really embarrassing to say, actually. But it gives me the chance to relive my trip over and over. And um, I know that some people report that they are ha- tell me that they have a hard time finding the photographers because of their white shirts. And they don't they kind of blend in with the crowd and they can't see them. So surprise, the Disney Photo Pass photographers got new outfits this week. They're neon green shirts with navy pants. You cannot miss them. And the cool thing is those green shirts are made of recyclable material. So if you get the Photo Pass this time, you should not have any problem locating your Photo Pass photographer. That is fantastic. Another way to locate them is to look on the app on that little location button at the bottom and then click where it says wait times, the little arrow and look for photo pass and it'll show you where all of them are in the park as well. Ooh, good tip. Yes, that's I always and there's so many you wouldn't even realize how many there are. But I always tell people like just go ahead and get on there and check that out. And you might be near one, but it's like in a kind of a spot that you wouldn't have noticed but these uh green shirts are definitely going to help people know where they are the harder to spot ones awesome all right so everybody knows that i love me some characters right well this week there were some announced meet and greets that happened at disney's hollywood studios i'm telling you i really hope they're here to stay not just these characters but just the whole unannounced characters thing as well like i just want them to give us as many characters as they possibly can and that would make me happy so we had mr and mrs incredible who are walking around the park and they stopped in front of the pond in front of hollywood uh, hollywood and vine 
and the 50s prime time to pose for pictures with guests and to sign some autograph books, which was pretty cool. And then Goofy's son, Powerline Max, was actually spotted right outside of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, greeting guests and giving autographs. I thought it was a kind of odd spot for him to be spotted. Yeah. But I do really like the idea that he was at Hollywood Studios. Like, I'd, I'd love to be able to see Powerline Max. I've never been, I haven't gotten an autograph from him yet. So that would be really neat. Um, I don't know if these are temporary. I don't know if they're permanent, but whatever reason, we are super excited that people got the opportunity to meet them. So that's that dead place. So you know where I'm talking about, hmm, trying to think. It's the Muppets is on the, if you're going towards Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, on the left is the Muppets. And then across the street is what's left over of Streets of America. And then there's like this little um, area between where it starts being Galaxy's Edge and the, the last building of Streets of America. And there was a gate there and that's where they brought him out. And actually that's a good place to rest because when I had to use the scooter that year, there was not a lot of people with all the people that were going in so I think that maybe they just did it because it was a good spot. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. I did think it was weird, but then I thought it over and I'm like, well, kind of dead back there. And actually, they could have took them way back in the back by Mama Melrose and it would have been a good thing. That's just my two cents. Then we seem to do those pop up things and like those little back corridors like at Epcot. It's over by the America Pavilion. It's like that exit. It's like that little back hallway area. Then there's a gate. And, you know, for some reason, there's always like goofy back there. So they can keep doing this stuff up. It gives that Disneyland vibe of unexpected characters. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Me too. I think a lot of people think when they think Disney World, they think they're just going to walk around and the characters are going to just be walking around saying hi to you. I don't know. That's just as somebody who doesn't know much about Disney. That's the idea that they probably have in their head. And so it would be really neat to make that idea come true. That's how they portray it in the commercials. Right. Yeah. Roaming around, hugging everyone's kids. It's like, no, you're waiting in the line for that. That footage is from Disneyland. Wow. Although at Animal Kingdom, they do have uh, Kevin walking all over the place. I love that. I love yes. seeing him. I'm like, oh, there's Kevin again. Oh, always <laughs> seeing him. I wish he talked. Or at the dance parties, you can at least hang out with him, get close, a little bit yes. closer to him when you do the dance party. Yeah. Bring those back. They haven't had those since 2018 Christmas. I wonder if they do Kevin because he, he can't stop and sign stuff. Maybe. So it's just like a very quick, like people can run up and do selfies, but they're not trying to get autographs and it can be very quick. They used to have Timon and... Umba. Yeah. By the waterfall. I don't know. I'm trying to think. And then I know that they had Tarzan out. He wasn't walking around, but he was just right in one of those areas near where you're on your way to uh, Pandora now. So I'm sure that's why, because it's so crowded that they don't have him there. They need to bring that back though. And Divine, has Divine been seen since 2019? That's the last time I saw her. Yeah, I think she's back. I remember seeing her in one of Kyle Paolo's videos. Yeah, I think she is back. But there's a lot of things that I think still are little things that we forgot about. I'm still fighting for that jungle, the GM and jungle parade to come back, but I know that's not happening. Look at Matt. No, it's not, Vicky. <laughs> they always take the good stuff away. It was the coolest thing. Well, October 1st, 2022 was the end of the sixth group of unionized cast member contracts. They are currently working on an extended contract. This week, cast members voted no on the offer from Disney. 
the main point of contention in the contract negotiation has been wages. Surprise, surprise. Disney says its offer would have provided 30,000 cast members with a pay increase that amounted to nearly 10% average and would have been retroactive back to October 1st. Disney unions represent 45,000 employees. The remaining 15,000 are part-time and their contract is negotiated separately. Labor union leaders had asked full-time cast members to reject the offer, which would have gradually increased starting wages at Walt Disney World to $20 per hour over the next five years. The unions say their members need bigger raises sooner because of the cost of living increases in Central Florida. Rent and other expenses have skyrocketed, leaving workers in a state of emergency, the union said in a prepared statement before the vote. Cast members are making for an immediate $18 an hour to be able to survive. For now, cast members will continue to work under the contract extension. We'll let you know when we find out more. That is crazy to me that that's what the cost of living is mounted to these days. Uh, cost of housing down there. We were we want to move down there so bad, and like our little house here would be like triple the costs down there. I know. Have you been watching Kyle look for houses? Oh, uh, Johnny Gloater. Uh, I was like, dude, you're one guy. <laughs> that one house had five bedrooms. It's like got our status. Uh, yeah, I mean it's. $18 an hour, I mean, that's still pushing it for what things cost. Cost of living goes up, but wages should, this is not fair. It's not, and I like how they said, it'll be give them $20 over five years. That means five years from now, they'll be at $20. So how long is it gonna take them to get to 18? Mm-hmm. I think it's incredible. And this is what I thought was interesting when, when Brad had his colonoscopy the other day, that one of the nurses said, yeah, we pay our football, baseball, hockey players, buttloads of money. And they're really not doing anything for our future children. And she's just like, I just don't get it. And I said, neither do we. But we didn't really go into this business for a big paycheck because we knew we weren't going to get one. Well, I mean, the, the CEOs, you know, how, how far out could you spread another $5 million if the top earners who are making 20 plus a year each took like a 1.5 million cut? Like, when I mean, you're making 20 plus million a year, that's... It's a stupid amount of money, and these people that do all the work, I mean, I don't know what they're getting paid right now, but they definitely earn that. I want to say the starting salary is only like $16 an hour or something insane like that. I don't know what the part-time people are. But the full-time people, am I reading that correctly? The full-time people are about to get a 10% pay increase? 10% over five years. Over five years. Oh, okay. So they must be making $15 then, right? Is that right? If it's going to be 20 over five years. I mean, if you, if that's completely even, they're talking about 2% a year, a year, which is honestly about standard, even in the public sector for a one year step increase. Well, some more sad news. Trails and restaurant for wilderness is going to close for refurbishment this coming spring. It will reopen later this year as a marketplace concept with expanded quick service options. The table service option will no longer be offered currently, sadly. Trails then serves family style skillets for breakfast and dinner, as opposed to the spot's traditional buffet. They're also serving a not so little something called the covered wagon Sunday. If you've never eaten at this restaurant, you're going to miss uh, going to Disney World anytime soon. We encourage you to take a trip over there before this little gem is closed. That was an awesome restaurant, like amazing theming, quirky and awesome, good food. And low price. Yes. It's just like Whispering Canyon. It's a hidden secret kind of thing where 
Okay, so I was going to ask how it compares to Whispering Canyon because if I'm eating, I'm there. I'm eating at Whispering Canyon. I love Whispering Canyon. No, I loved it too. It's a similar vibe except for it used to be a buffet instead of bringing it to the table. No. But I think that it because it's kind of not seen and unless you know somebody like Matt that's been going for the, his whole life that knows about this place, I think it gets overlooked. Definitely. Yeah, and it, you have to go, you know, take a boat and stuff to get there. And um, But it had really, it had the same kind of breakfast that Whispering Canyon does. They don't do the little antics that they do at Whispering Canyon. So, but still, it was like $24 a person. And honestly, at Disney, that is not a bad deal. And it's all you can eat. Apparently, they switched over to like that quick serve thing during the pandemic. And they were making more money doing it that way than they are, because I heard this on another show that I was watching. Um, they were making more money that way, and so that's why they decided to to turn it into like a marketplace kind of situation. Um, people liked that they could go in there and get that fried chicken, the same one that you get at Hoopty Doo. Yep. And a lot of different things, but that was one of the things that they pointed out. They liked being able to go in and just take out some of that fried chicken that was so delicious. Well, I'm sure it's going to be more profitable if you're not paying servers and people are serving themselves. Oh, that too. Good call, Brandy. They don't need to give a raise to those people. Oh, just kidding. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So despite drastic changes made in the last year, the Walt Disney Company remains one of the most influential entertainment enterprises in the world, creating timeless stories for a century and captivating the hearts of audiences worldwide with movies like... Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937, Pinocchio from 1940, Peter Pan from 1953, Frozen from 2013, Encanto from 2021, and Coco from 2017, and lots more. If we add that the multi-million dollar corporation owns Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, and the 20th Century Studios, in addition to Walt Disney Animation Studios and Walt Disney Studios, it is easy to see why the Walt Disney Company is recognized as one of the world's most admired companies. Disney is reportedly considering selling its content to its rival companies, including movies and series, seeking to make a more significant profit from its content library. This bold financial move would imply licensing movies and television series to rival media outlets, as Disney Plus is not bringing the expected profit, despite a significant investment to boost the company's streaming platform. This bold move is still uncertain, as the Walt Disney Company has not released any official information. However, if Disney decided to move forward with the sale of of its content, the change could put an end to Disney's original programming being available exclusively on Disney Plus and Hulu, the company's streaming platforms. The change would surely not affect the current Disney original productions like The Mandalorian, Loki, Andor, and other fan favorites on Disney+. Plus. I can't even believe they're considering that, but... Yeah, I mean, Disney Plus numbers is going to plummet. I don't know. I feel it's just like um, the thing with, and I know it's not Disney, but still it's related to what we're talking about. So Netflix was saying you couldn't share your password. Okay, my daughter pays for a contract for, what is it, the four or more a month, whatever. So it shouldn't matter if I'm logging in and she gave me the password, she's paying for it to be used on four, you know, four different pieces of technology. They're saying you can't give your password out anymore. And if you do, they're gonna find a way to start charging more. And so if you're like logged on to 
more than one thing at one time, which you couldn't do anyway before. It's a whole big thing. And, and Brad said that there was big backlash and so now they're not gonna do it. Cause they were like, um, Netflix ain't that great. There's all these other streaming services. We'll just cut off Netflix. Yeah, that's that's frustrating like for a family, like, cause we have, you know, myself and Dennis and my teenager who has her own profile on Netflix, her own profile on Disney Plus, her own profile on Paramount Plus, um, her own profile on Peacock. He's living the life. Well, we only did Peacock so we could watch uh, football playoffs. Mm. And um, it was like a better deal to pay for so much in advance. But like with the American Express card, there's there's a deal to be had. My husband will find it with a credit card. <laughs> um, so um, she was ecstatic to watch The Office on reruns again. And, oh, no, it's um, my son. <laughs> what's that um, That weird cop show that um, something 9-9, whatever, that, that odd. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? That, yeah, that satirical one. The one that's like, it's not like a drama. It's something funny. But oh. Andy Sandberg's and it like I don't know she's obsessed with it so anyway not a plug for that but anyway so like <laughs> she has her device like her phone and her AirPods always like on her breaks at dance she's watching Netflix or Disney Plus on her phone that's not like her using it outside of the family like that's not right. like that's not okay for her to you know what I mean like we're paying for the and Wesley like he has his profile too so he can watch PJ Masks and Lego Spider-Man and you know whatever <laughs> so it's not like we're doing anything wrong it's for our family our family's usage that's what we were saying we're like how can you dictate that when you're pay charging this much a month for more than one user i don't know i just thought yeah. it was rude yeah that's silly trying to scare you scare mm -hmm. tactics that's what it is mm-hmm well, this is an exciting little bit of information. Disney has shared a first look at the theme for the 2023 run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon. And guess what it is? Encanto! How <laughs> exciting is that? That's right, Mirabel is going to cheer on runners during this 13.1 mile half marathon. Exact medals and merchandise designs haven't really been released yet, but they are likely going to match the graphics that Disney shared featuring Mirabel, Bruno, Isabella, and Luisa. The themes for the weekend's 5K and 10K have not yet been released. The Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend is in November of 2023. Um, they need more Encanto stuff in the parks. Yes. They do. Did you see, though, I didn't put this as one of our stories, but that's an offering. It was. It didn't seem like that huge of a story, but for us booking trips, I guess I should have done that. Uh, bippity boppity. You can do the full Encanto experience. You can either be, Louis, no, Luis is the sister, the other one, Mirabelle or Isabella. Really? Yes. They can, they have the whole outfit and it's like almost $200, but it's everything including the outfit. Oh. One of the new offerings at Bippity Boppity. Well, that's exciting. So in case your daughter wants to do that the next time you go. We have yet to do any Bippity Boppity on our- And honestly, if she wants to get dressed up, my daughter knows how to do the hair now because she watched them do the Han girl. So oh. you could just let her do it for like Halloween or something. I really want to do one of the, uh, the Bounding Beauty. I love oh. her stuff. Uh, follow her on Facebook. If you do not, you have to. She's like a work of art. The pandemic was probably the best thing for her. It really was. Because she got her own business. Incredible. Yeah, I will say if you want to be truly unique, that's definitely the way to go because of how she can kind of incorporate it. And she can incorporate it even for adults. If you just want a Disney bound and not full on dress up, she can do fun hair and makeup for an adult. Oh, yeah. I'm totally getting her to do mine, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. If I call her over for a kid, it's, I'm getting it, too. Non-negotiable. <laughs> Matt's going to get it done when he goes next time, right, Matt? Absolutely. I, I could totally see some glitter in your beard. I think that would 
They're sitting there right now. You just can't see the <laughs> light. You guys are probably actually very happy because I did take my crazy hair day down. It was crazy hair day today at school. So you could have been looking at a real hot mess right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see the little girl that had the paper plate and her mom had pulled it through the paper ponytail through the paper plate, twisted it up and put it in a bun and pinned it. Then she iced it with blue icing and sprinkles and sprayed it. Donut cute. It looks super cute, but I'm like, oh, sweetie, it's going to be a mess tonight. She put real icing in her hair? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the West Coast. Um, at, <laughs> Disney's, at Disneyland's California Adventure, um, an incident took place inside Disneyland's Cars Land, specifically at Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. At some point during the ride, a guest's phone fell to the ground, and somehow... An electrical fire started inside the phone, causing smoke to rise quickly mid-ride. TikToker at Hunter Jake Steele posted a video with the caption, When your sister breaks the whole ride at Disneyland because she drops her phone and it starts on literal fire. <laughs> this is by far one of the most bizarre situations we have heard of involving a ride shutdown in Disneyland. Typically, ride closures and evacuations happen at random, technical difficulties being the cause. The attraction was closed during the incident and eventually reopened later in the day. However, the phone was returned to the guest but was unfortunately Unfortunately, quite crushed. I was like, here's your phone. Why? We already know it was trash. Oh, no. I, I knew there was that whole thing with some batteries on some phones, like we're overheating on airplanes and causing fires. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was like long enough ago that all been recalled and that wasn't a thing anymore. I don't know. I haven't heard. I try to find a follow up on this because I was like, look, I watched the video first and I'm like, what the heck? But I didn't see the phone fall. And the car is literally like smoking like it's like it's a real car smoking. And I was like, how did they do that? Then I read the article and I was laughing and I thought your the brother probably got went viral with that video and the sister's probably like thanks a lot I didn't know new phone yikes crazy crazy there's some more crazy even though we did a whole Friday episode on crazy stories from Disney we have yet another one this week but this one involved a historic attraction at the Magic Kingdom Country Bears Jamboree is without a doubt a classic we know that some people just don't understand our love for the show but most of us love it love it because it has a little bit of Walt's imagineering behind it TikToker at Disney Dude Duet posted a video of one of the bears, Henry, with his head hanging down. Henry wears a hat with a raccoon, Sammy, pops out of it. The title of the story struck us because it said, Head Hanging Found in Disney. If you're like us, that is what you were thinking. Anywho, Henry was able to look down at the ground during the entire show. We know that this show is 52 years old, but in our opinion, it deserves some loving care. Those are like the original animatronics, like clicking every time they move to click so one thing breaks and a limb falls down for the whole show nice and spooky i've never seen any coverage on this on that particular show though the ones i always see are um the hall of presidents when and when is that going to open back up the one at the american pavilion um they raised their arm and it never came back down. I'm like that poor man, his arm must hurt a lot. He's just holding that arm up. But that is not one that I feel like they've reported on a lot. No one cares about it. I know, but you know, today I had a glimmer of hope. There was an 18 year old on a podcast that I was listening to and she was doing her trip report and they asked her what her favorite, her most favorite thing at Magic Kingdom was. And she said, the country bears. And I was Aww. like, God bless your heart. And she said, <laughs> 
that one day her parents went to do something with her brother and sister and she was just wandering around on her own and she thought, I'm gonna go in and check this out because we've never been in here. And she said, then she took her parents and her sister and everything. Now brother and dad don't come anymore because they said that they've outgrown Disney, but the girls still go with mom and they go every time. And she said, sometimes we go four and five times because we love it that much. Oh my gosh. So, wow, is all I have to say. Apparently, I've missed some news because I did not have a clue that they were planning live-action Aladdin 2. How about any of you guys? Nope. Not a word. So, as you may know, Will Smith, who played Aladdin in the first movie, had a little bit of an altercation at the Oscars. And the whole (laughs) audience and anyone watching the live coverage saw the scene. So, Disney is looking to replace Will Smith because they don't want someone with this kind of anger leading their movies. They're looking to have Dwayne The Rock Johnson play the part of the genie. Reports have stated that Will Smith will, in fact, replace his role as the genie. That's not true, even though he hit Chris Rock or whatever he did when he was on that here. I can't remember. I watched it, but I didn't know if it was a slap or a punch. I can't remember. Slap. It was a slap, my husband. I mean, my son says. Well, but they're still seeking Dwayne Johnson for a role. So then an anonymous report came out this week. Of course, this is a rumor because it didn't come straight from Disney um, that they're actually going to cast more than one genie in Aladdin too. Uh, we are kind of excited what? at the idea of Smith and Johnson working together. What do you think about that? Maybe like a, like a bad genie, like a, a protagonist for a genie. But I'm, I'm sick of, I love The Rock, but I mean, he's in everything. Get Jack Black to do it. I think he'd be way better as the good genie. Oh my gosh, that would oh. be funny. <laughs> He can sing, he can, you know, he's got a fantastic personality. He's a good dude. He'd be a lot better. I mean, I loved Robin Williams, Guy Rest His Soul. Oh, I know. As a genie, so that's the genie to me, like that personality. And like that live action one, I didn't, I didn't care for Will Smith as the genie. I think they should have Martin Short. If they're going to have multiple genies, I think they should have them of all variety. He just seems to be able to, you know, he plays the Franck in, um, father of the bride and then I, I don't know every time he picks up a personality it's just crazier than the next one great suggestions the rock can do it all. I mean come on everything he touches turns to gold <laughs> like everybody loves him all women love him kids love him it's just you know men like him it's you know how can you go wrong with the rock Matt obviously thinks he has had enough screen time <laughs> <laughs> he's over him Every movie my kids like, I'm like, oh, great, here's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Big greasy muscles. Get, get him out of my face. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. I personally enjoy liking seeing what he posts on his cheat days and what he likes to eat. Oh, I want to check that out now. It's um, a lot of uh, pancakes and peanut butter. Oh. And chocolate and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it, it, and it's like, I mean, I'm like, if that is your cheat day, like, I can't imagine consuming it. I was going to say the same thing. Like, oh, I didn't think that was horrible. Like a stack of pancakes and covered in, like, peanut butter. And, um... And like with like we put peanut butter on our pancakes yeah. sometimes. I've n- I I love the Nutella waffle, obviously, like from Sleepy Hollow, like from Disney. But I mean, I'd never thought of putting pancakes on. It's good peanut butter. It's good. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. I'm serious. Get, get the get the the squirty peanut butter. <laughs> huh, I didn't even know there was squirty peanut butter. Oh yeah, they have a squirt one. Huh. Well, you can, I mean, because I worked, like, I served ice cream was my first job in high school, so I know how to make, like, a peanut butter sundae, and that's the kind of, like, we had, like, thinner peanut butter that we kept in, like, like a ketchup bottle, but it was for peanut butter with a wider tip, 
And if you want to make it really even sweeter, if you blend your peanut butter with powdered sugar, then it's more like the consistency of like a Hershey syrup or marshmallow fluff and you drizzle that on the ice cream. Okay. Mm. <laughs> We're having cooking tips now. Right. <laughs> Our show is taking so many turns. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, here's another one for you. We're sinking! That was probably the words heard from some guests at Disneyland. They were riding Pirates of the Caribbean not too long ago, and a TikToker posted a video, and and the guests were sinking in the boat that they were on the ride riding. Took like an hour for the fire department to show up to the ride to evacuate the guests. That's what got me. An hour? Like... I know they said it was Disney's fire department. I'm like, wouldn't that be nearby? <laughs> what were you doing? Were you walking there? It like, was time for dinner. <laughs> oh my goodness. That would not be fun. So anyways, Disney asks that if this happens to you, you need to please stay calm and follow the directions of the cast member. I'm pretty sure after an hour of waiting around, I'm not going to be calm. I'd have gotten out. <laughs> I would have, after five minutes, I think I would have just jumped out and went ahead and swam off to the side or something. Like, this is, no. Uh, but the advice is to let everybody do their jobs and everybody should, that'll keep you safe. We'll see. Maybe the fire department heard it wasn't a fire, so they figured it wasn't a hurry. You know, Pirates at Disneyland is a really long ride. Yeah. So I wonder, like, where were they? <laughs> how deep was the water? Like, how concerned? My thought is maybe it, like, when they say an hour, maybe it's like an hour from the moment it happened till every single person was out of the the ride like i don't think they just sat there and waited for a full hour i hope not i just might have taken a little bit for them to actually get back to them and then yeah. some time to slowly evacuate everybody and get it all squared away that's just my thought on this whole hour long thing but I, i'm still bitter i got wet on pirates in disney world the last time i was there <laughs> you were freezing yes because i was there in october and, the, and it was it was wonderful like it was wonderful weather for Disney in Florida. I was it was wonderful, but I got I mean that water cannon. I have never seen such a thing on that ride, and I oh, really every time I've never seen it make a splash that yes. was so big that it flew up into the air and landed on my head and drenched my whole body and my jacket. Yes, <laughs> and I was freezing cold and had to go buy a fifty dollars sweatshirt on Main Street because even my jacket was soaked. I was so bitter about that. See, Stephanie even remembers I was. So mad about it the next day when she saw me she was <laughs> like how did this happen it's like the first thing she said when i'm like hi nice to meet you in real life i'm sorry she's like i'm cold <laughs> sorry i'm cold i'm very I'm like a cat i don't like to be wet when i'm not supposed to be i just I don't it's not my thing they've cranked up those canon effects they substantially have. over the past couple of years because like you're saying it's like when did they ever when they I get wetter on pirates in splash mountain that's when everybody's like, how'd you get wet on Pirates of the Caribbean? cast member said, how'd you get wet on that ride? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yes. When I sat down, my butt was wet because it, there was so much water in the seat. I just figured that was from people being, like, dumb and splashing. This? Like, yeah, like, when they were getting on and off. Like, I, I don't know. But, I mean, it literally fell on me, and it was so, like, a giant... Like, if the if you can imagine the biggest raindrop that could ever hit you. That's what it felt <laughs> like. That is a big raindrop. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, well, let's talk about things that make me happy. Like my favorite festival, the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, is the place to visit. It starts on March 1st and runs through July 5th. Um, and no matter where you start in the park, you're greeted by beautiful topiaries designed to some of the most popular Disney characters. Um, we talked to you last week that some of the new topiaries will be of characters from the movie Encanto. But you can bet Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and Goofy will be there too. Guests visiting Epcot will find a new Princess Tiana topiary at the American Adventure, along with returning favorites Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, Captain Hook, and TikTok, Croc, Anna, Elsa, Figment, and more. It's truly one of the most beautiful experiences at Disney World. Reach out to us for a free quote if you're interested in going to this magically gorgeous festival. It is my favorite festival. I think Epcot just looks like a fairy tale during this festival. It is just so pretty everywhere you look there's something pretty to see yeah it's amazing beautiful so i'm trying to think i think i've been to this one no kaylee's been to this one do they have the little check sheet because i feel like i need a check sheet to make sure i cover every topiary while i'm there it's spring break of course you have to have gone i don't i've not been during spring break yet really Mm -mm. oh you only go during fall break fall or winter oh i know you go winter as well but and i've been to arts because I went in February when I met Gina for the first time. They have so many like characters. It's just like amazing. Instead of statues, it's just topiaries. Like they're just all over the place. You know, like the tr- the trail of trees. I feel like I need a little map so I can go through and check and make sure that I got pictures of every one of them. Kind of like the golden statues. I don't know yeah. if I have all of those yet. I don't know if they do or not. That's a great question. That was my first park day on my first trip ever. And that was so that I think that's why it's my favorite. Because it's just like, I was just like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't know it didn't look like that all the time. <laughs> Memorable. <laughs> Good way but to I it. But I, I do have a, I mean, back when Abby was so little and right, like right as she was getting out of Frozen, though, that was like the first thing we found was the Anna and Elsa topiaries. And I got a really awesome picture of her with that. So. Disney may regret the purchase of Fox of the Fox Network. Seventy-one billion was the price the company paid to acquire Fox. The Walt Disney Company may have earned back some of that investment with James Cameron's Avatar: The Way of Water, but the deal may have seriously hurt Disney. Despite acquiring the rights to Avatar, Simpsons, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Disney purchase hasn't made them a lot of return investments. Marvel Studio insists that the Fantastic Four and X-Men cannot appear in the next year or two as the company continues to explore or other minor characters before bringing in the major superhero teams. Besides continuing the series, The Simpsons have been a steady source for Disney+, Plus, but nothing too groundbreaking. Avatar has been the only real source of return investment, but the franchise demands a lot of the money for their insane budget and editing costs. This means that the true profit margins aren't exactly the best for Disney, and the company might suffer from its investments. What do y'all think about Disney purchasing Fox? Do you think it was a good decision? Like, I don't think so. The Simpsons, X-Men, all that stuff's like universal to me. Yeah. Like, when are you going to put X-Men stuff in any of the parks smoothly? Like, and same with Fantastic Four, that gives me that Islands of Adventure vibe. Same with Simpsons, even though Simpsons are awesome. I think in their contract, they said they can't use any of those properties east of the Mississippi. So, like, that's why you see more of that stuff on the West Coast. Uh, so, I mean, for $71 billion, they could have built two more whole parks. That's insane. It's a lot of money. Yeah, bad, bad move. I like seeing Simpsons on Disney Plus, but yeah. that's about it. It's nice to get Halloween to go watch all the Treehouse of Terror. 
I want no hate mail, but I could never see Simpsons again and my life would be okay. Oh. oh, I was like a staple and Bart's been in fourth grade <laughs> since I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Bart's been on since I was in college. It's time for it to go. I never, I don't know if I've ever watched a full episode of The Simpsons. I'm going to be totally honest. It just annoyed me. <laughs> All right. So beginning this past Saturday on February 4th, guests were visiting Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure with the Park Hopper ticket. We're able to switch between parks at 11 a.m. as opposed to 1 p.m. restriction. Disney Parks blog specifies all guests who enter Disneyland Park or Disney California Adventure with a Magic Key Pass or a Park Hopper ticket will be able to cross over to the other parks two hours earlier than the rest of the guests. This means even more magic and more fun for your day as you enjoy the best of both of those parks. This significant upgrade to the, or sorry, this significant upgrade to the experience comes as a result of the Disney officials seeking to bring more value and flexibility for all guests to enjoy their visit and immerse themselves in Disney. They're saying that this is coming from um, Demaro and Iger going around the parks and doing surveys and stuff. And I have to say, they do pay more money for their, um, you pay more for a park hopper, you pay more for a, a annual pass. So yes, I think you do deserve those perks. So this is only for people who are pass holders? Pass holders and park hopper people. Okay, so if you, anybody with a park hopper pass. Mm-hmm. Why is this only Disneyland? They get all the good stuff. I think they're gonna try it and see. See how it goes. I don't understand see how it goes. They never had a restriction before and it was fine. Well, they're gonna raise the prices if they bring it back, I know for sure. That's what we, this, these people that moved here, I mean, that moved to Florida, I always act like I live in Florida. Um, <laughs> here to my house yeah, in Florida. They have a podcast also, and now they have a YouTube channel. Well, they moved to Florida, but they lived in Oklahoma before now. So the annual pass that they have is has blockout dates and stuff. So they have some struggles with some of the things, and they are hoping that they'll bring back a different, you know, another way to purchase. But right now, they have what worked for them when they lived in Oklahoma, not what they need as bloggers and YouTube channel, I mean, YouTube channel people and podcast stuff and just crazy. All right. Seriously, people, can we have a week without some crazy? Not a Disney. Disney guests just can't seem to follow rules that the cast members tell them and Disney has in place. Recently, a Twitter user, Shocker, showed guests jumping out of their boats while riding It's a Small World to move characters and try to take a panda with them on the boat. Oh my goodness. That's That's poaching. That's poaching. Wow. One guest started throwing something at different objects while outside of the boat. While watching the video, you can see guests rocking the boat side to side, making it cause water to come over the sides. Disney World does not allow guests to remove themselves from the boat or take objects from attractions. These types of actions will result in bans from the park and could also result in arrests as well. There wasn't a follow-up on the story from Disney. We will sure let you know if we hear anything. I'm not surprised. And we probably won't hear anything because, once again, as Matt said last week, there's no consequence. Yeah. No. You can stuff your kid into a duffel bag so you can ride <laughs> Space Mountain. You can rip things off. I mean... They need to be kicked. I mean, you're stealing from a ride? Like, you're you're taking a panda? Like, come on. Now, rocking the boat. You got out of the moving vehicle. You're done. Yeah. Goodbye. You get three chances and then we ban you. This isn't California three strikes law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm moving on. Parades are a huge part of the Disney parks. This week at Disney's Disneyland's California Adventure. Here you go, some more crazy for you, Matt. A guest ran into the Lunar New Year parade as it was coming down Main Street. 
She climbed down the float right next to a character. This is dangerous, people, because the guest could have been hit by the float or run over. That would have been even worse. The woman um, carrying a Disney Parks shopping bag climbed onto the moving float and stood next to a flabbergasted Goofy. She waved and blew kisses at the crowd before running off so quickly that she wasn't apprehended. At least on camera, she wasn't. After she left, Goofy appeared confused and shrugged the incident off before continuing to greet his guest. It's unknown if the guest was corrected after she climbed off the float, but suffice it to say, we don't recommend that you follow suit. The parade float operators may not be able to see you and you could get seriously injured. Injured. I couldn't find a video on this. I just heard about it. You know what? You would expect a child to do something like this, but it is grown-ups that are doing these things that we write about. That's what always cracks me up. All right. So many Disney park fans would welcome a change in rules as they claim vlogging and live streaming negatively affects the guest experience. Still, Disney influencers work to bring the magic of Disneyland Resort and Disney World Resort to viewers at home. They'd be sorely missed by loyal viewers, including people like, I know, Vicky. Vicky <laughs> and Matt are big time fans with so many of these vloggers. Um, and so... It would just be awful. So recently, a Walt Disney World Resort guest had an encounter with a Disney influencer um, that no one could excuse. A Reddit user spoke about what they witnessed while dining at Space 220, a table service restaurant in Epcot. The guest said that the Disney influencer did have a reservation for Space 220 and was seated according accordingly. However, they weren't happy with their seat and demanded a table in the center because covering parks for the community is their job. This was after they had already been seated and told the tables they were referring to were for other reservations, the guests recalled. Throwing a fit is not the way to get what you want while visiting Disney parks. You can always request a different table at any Disney World Resort restaurant, but it's not guaranteed. So it was just I mean, I don't mind seeing vloggers around the park, but yeah, don't put on your big boy pants and don't throw a fit. And there's not that many of them where they're they're negatively impacting their guests. Like we we look for them every trip, and it's if we are lucky, we'll you find might them. See, yeah, you might see one of them. But like that comment, that whole "I'm covering this for the community," like the, the amount of entitlement in that. It's yes. like, uh, sorry, you're no one special. And a Disney influencer, like, how vague? Like, what do you just post? Like, that's vague to me. Like, you're using that loosely. <sighs> I'm just getting frustrated with Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing is nobody wants to be a doctor or scientist or anything right. anymore. Everybody just wants to be a famous YouTuber or an influencer. Like, if you ask kids these days yep. what they want to be, almost all of them want to be a YouTuber or an influencer of some sort be an original one like i'm gonna influence you it's like no you're not telling me nothing i know what i like and don't like thanks what would be cool maybe we need to do it is be the people that go into the park and spread sunshine to all the cast members let's do it seriously don't you think that would be fun to go around and i mean i know that i told you guys my my uh one of my clients that just went brought these little wood coins that said something sweet on them about having a magical day or something. Thank you for your service. Have a magical day to them, which mm. is very, very sweet. I'm just saying if, if we all did that when we went, it would be a magical place again. Spread the love, spread the kindness. Well, there is great news because by the end of February, mousekeeping will return to all resorts from value to moderate to deluxe to DVC. 
Yahoo! The services will be provided daily or every other day, depending on where you're staying. These full cleanings include everything you'd expect from replacing towels and amenities to cleaning the bathrooms, making the beds, emptying the trash and recycling. I don't recall seeing a recycling bin in my room, but whatever. Um, and tidying the room and vacuuming. Now, the question we want answered is, will we be able to opt out of it? Why do you want to opt out of it? That's <laughs> hilarious. I know the other us always on one of those money-saving, like, mom, Disney mom vlog, like, money-saving tips. Opt out of mousekeeping, get $10 gift card a day at the end of your stay. And I'm like, man, I kind of like having my bed made and them arranging stuff all cute on the beds. And I think one of my favorite things about vacationing is you leave in the morning, come back, and everything's new and you don't have to do anything. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And, and people don't forget to tip your mousekeeping because yes. those are cast members that don't get paid squat and every little bit helps. Yep. Yeah. And I learned the hard way. Don't wait till the end of the week. Like set a day, a daily amount to leave out for the, because it's not always the same mousekeeping person. And sometimes they'll leave you towel animals. Yes, they will. Or a nice note yes. with Mickey's face on it. Did you know that Disney was sued by a couple of pass holders last year because they claimed that Disney is unfairly treating annual pass holders through its park reservation system? Something that got a major overhaul during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. They were upset with the inability to park hop until after 2 p.m. along with the rest of ticketed guests. Erica Kelly and Marilyn Phone both sued Disney in October after they claimed that they couldn't find any available reservations when they wanted to visit the parks, even though their annual passes had no specific blackout dates. Now, Disney fighting get back against the lawsuit, filing a motion to dismiss is entirely. Disney's defense is basically that they have the right to make changes to annual passes if necessary. Disney also pointed out that the two pass holders didn't mention any of the perks that they received. Uh, we will let you know if we find anything out about this case we're anxious to. Part of me is like, are they whining? But if I had an annual pass and I was a local and I wanted to go every day after work, it seems like that's getting increasingly harder to do. I just think it's interesting. I feel like, you know, the person that ate three quarters of the cheeseburger and then said it wasn't very good. <laughs> I mean, they're still getting to go. I understand what they're saying, but I also understand Disney. They're still getting perks and stuff too, as well. I don't know. I just think at this point, the pass system is not as necessary. I don't know why it is something that can't disappear. And that's like the biggest thing everyone complains about. And they're like, we're listening to you all, but except for that one. Yeah, like it's just, I, I don't get it. Yeah, and nobody likes it. It's just an extra step and it seems very unnecessary, right? It's to help with crowd control, but it, I mean, is it really it out before. No crowded. Yeah. Well, if they've got mousekeeping back to full capacity, that means they should be fully staffed all the time everywhere. And you can predict how many people are going to be in the park. They even said they were, they were, was that a rumor that they were looking at? Like they just look at how many tickets they sold. And like for the one day people, it was for that specific park. And they were going to, I feel like it was just a rumor, like not confirmed, but they were tossing about this whole way of figuring all that kind of stuff out. They have to know how many tickets are, they sell per day. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and they can predict it with dining reservations too. Yeah. They can, I mean, if you have a dining reservation, you know how many people need to be there to cover that. Yeah. It just seems like an excuse. They just used COVID as an excuse and they are not. And then it's silly. Like, I know Vicky, you said, oh, if they do bring back uh park hopping at any time you know they're gonna charge extra like why they didn't before either like it does not cost them anything to say that you can park hop whenever you want 
And how is that going to affect their numbers when if you can park hop at 11 and your your park reservation is for Magic Kingdom, and then you got all these people leaving at 11, like you said, it just none of it makes sense. No. I think they're counting on you buying a park hopper and whatever you, because you want that option to be able to do that. And then you make reservations and it doesn't work out with your time frame, So you don't go park hop and then they've got you, even though you didn't utilize the benefit. Cause that happened to me two out of my three day ticket. I only parked up one day of my three park hopper tickets. My client that was there this week, well, she leaves tomorrow. Um, she went to Epcot and her boyfriend is new to Disney. So like this was his first, He his grandma and grandpa live an hour from Disney and they took him to Epcot one time in his whole life. So this is his first a whole on experience. Well, he didn't know and he was up before her or he just got on the phone before, I don't know, but he purchased uh, Genie Plus for Epcot. And she asked me, have you ever seen this before? Because she was showing me all the rides that said, um, is not available at this time, is not available at this time. Well, it's Remy's and Test Track and Soarin' and some, oh, Frozen. And I said, no. Did you ask a cast member, did they say that they're going to come back up? And she said, they didn't know what was going on. And I said, well, honestly, I think that she said the rest of the rides were walk-ons, which I'm not surprised. So I said, I would go to guest relations. It cannot hurt and just say, I would like to get a refund on this because these are the rides we tri- we got Genie Plus for and we can't even get on them today. We don't understand what the situation is. So she, when she went there to talk to them, um, they didn't give her her money back, but they gave her Genie Plus for Magic Kingdom the next day because then it didn't, yeah, it evened itself out, which she would actually need it at Magic Kingdom. And then she said it was super busy. But um, I was happy that that worked out for her. Um, so if something like that happens, just make sure you go to talk about it to the guest relations. They can't always make magic, but sometimes. They try. I I hope and pray every time. You know, give that anniversary couple this really nice room. And sometimes it happens. Well, thanks for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, you have a, or have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts on Facebook, The Mousecapades Podcast. And if you'd like a free quote, you can contact Matt, Vicki, Brandy or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to Your Story Travel and go to that little drop-down menu. Click on one of our names from there. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Chrissy and Vicki will be talking all about different forms of transportation at Disney World and why you should try them all. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space for 20 years, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, it's about that time. Disney love. Farewell, foolish mortals. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the trees to make some honey just for me. When you look under the rocks and the plants and you take a glance at the fancy ants and then maybe try a few, the bare necessities of life will come to you. They will come to you. They will come to you.